number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Big day in the Scottish Cup Across the country The half time break Still underway I think at most uh, Venues We've not got back underway For the second half It's a big weekend of sport Actually it has to be said Gordon DL I know you said you Were a massive rugby fan Love it You'll be Keeping a close eye On what's happening between yeah, Scotland and France yeah. How long did you last When you got hospitality tickets To a rugby match again? I was excited I went along to Scotland England First uh-huh. ever one at right. Rutherfield Loved the atmosphere Loved everything about it uh, 15 Genuinely 15 minutes Yeah, yeah, yeah It wasn't for me uh, It just was not for me It was the most boringest thing I've ever, ever watched in my life <laughs> So I ended I up I would actually like to go you see it Scotland were winning last I checked By the way But that was a while ago um, it's a di- Have you never been? No oh, it's, 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 I've not Oh, not only that, what about the Super Bowl? Does that float your boat? Oh, I'll be sitting up tomorrow night. You, you won't you don't have a clue what's going on, do you? I, do you know I did go and see the Scottish, Scottish Claymores at Hamden. Do you know who does Roger? How much does Roger Hannah love it? Right, I'm going to do something that I, I usually wouldn't like to give him the, the opportunity, but Roger, for one day and one day only, you have. 45 seconds to sell the Super Bowl to sceptics like Hugh Keevans and Gordon DL. Why should they stay up tomorrow night? Go. Right, Dazzler, it's a cracker. It's the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. The Chiefs could make history back-to-back Super Bowls for the first time by anybody in 20 years since Tom Brady. You must have heard of him. Did it with the New England Patriots. The 49ers are on an avenge mission. They lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl four years ago. The Chiefs have got a big quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. He's in $36 million a year. Imagine standing behind him at the cash line. 49ers have got Brock Purdy. He was Mr. Irrelevant, the last player picked in the draft but he has soared to prominence. He's got Christian McCaffrey by his side, the offensive player of the year. The Chiefs have got Travis Kelsey, their big tight end, a record-breaking number of touchdowns in the playoffs. And if that's not enough for you, Daz, it's in Las Vegas, which you love, and Taylor Swift could fly in from a gig in Japan tonight to cheer for her boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, in the big game. I've got the beers and the snacks in for the 11.30 kick-off tomorrow night, and I've already set the alarm for Super Scoreboard on Monday. That's, that's, uh, Still awake. That's some sum up, didn't it? Oh, I thought he made it sound quite exciting. I tell you what, he came out with some great facts. Everything about that. You just tuned in at Taylor Swift. You, you tuned in for the very last bit. Yeah, I switched off when he started talking. So he's not, he's not convinced you. Absolutely Hugh no Kevin's. chance. Eleven thirty on a Sunday night. I'll be asleep four hours before yeah, that. A few bottles of red, then you. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm very apologetic to Gregor Townsend. I'm not sure it is my fault, but it's now 2016 to France. So. um not exactly Going to plan There in the rugby So um, What are they playing for? Six Nations isn't it? Six Nations Is it? Oh dear me Dear me Let's get the football Back up and running I would say we're experts On that But I'm not really so sure Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy Get the help you need to quit With the Smoking Cessation Programme there we go. Tune in to Monday night's Clyde One Super Scoreboard where Roger Hanna will tell us all about the Super Bowl and how it panned out. I'm sure we'll have record-breaking listener numbers that night. I tell you who won't be beside him, Andy Halliday after last night. I can't Ooh. imagine we'll see him. I can't imagine he'll uh, put his neck out there. Uh, and I'm keeping an eye on that Queen of the South result because if that doesn't go to plan... We've got a shorties You lot could be in triple shifts this week So we'll see how we get the on Fans gave Andy what for last night When he came on I was listening on the telly And uh, the minute his wee head 
with its newly shaved bits came out there he was I got a great email actually and it's a shame because I reckon it was probably sent to me in anticipation of Andy being on on Monday which like I say I, I just can't see happening at this uh, point in time so I'll read it out today it was from someone called Chris who says Hi Gordon I know this won't be the first or last email you'll receive along the same lines but for the last few years I've struggled with my opinion of Andy Halliday having started at pure hatred following his attempts to incite a riot at Capelo with his gesture and correctly red carded back in 2016 Andy has proven to be a more than likeable and knowledgeable pundit since joining the Clyde 1 team particularly his knowledge of the lower leagues apologies to yourself as a good Motherwell man but with tonight's result and Andy playing a part I'm delighted that myself and other Morton fans can finally close the book on the Halliday hatred as it feels like things have come full circle if you could pass on this picture to the man himself I would be most grateful and furthermore could you let him know all is forgiven and there is a picture of Chris doing the <coughs> you know what gesture to Andy Halliday so there we go well, as I said at the very start of the programme, 13 years of pent-up frustration will be coming Scott Brown's way because he made the gesture at Ibrooks on Scottish Cup Day when he was a Celtic player. And that took the tie to a replay. The Bruni was born, the tie went to replay, and the tie was settled by Mark Deadly Shot Wilson. Yes. And nobody Correct. cared because the managers had a square mm-hmm. go on the touchline. And no one was interested and in Parliament who scored. And was convened the following day. Incredible <laughs> <and laughs> stuff. I should have went along, shouldn't I, to Hollywood and just sat so there. make it about me. Aye, mm. I got my photo in the paper. I would have enjoyed that. Levitt and Yuan for Amos and Mayenda for Hibs. So Nick Montgomery knows he's on that. He's, he's staring at a potentially very bad afternoon. Well, Still David, level at the moment. See, when you're a manager and you're the favourites, the... Second half becomes a bit nervy if you yeah. don't if you don't get that first goal in the first fifteen minutes, you start to think, "Oh, this could be a shock this afternoon. I could be under pressure." So he'll be looking for a good response from his halftime. David Freo said at halftime that Duncan Ferguson would have been the, the happier of the two managers. So this guy Nick Montgomery is really walking the tightrope. You, you can't have the new dynamic and uh, the old ways are not good. I know it's mostly about the cup but there's a potentially surprising result from League 1 Hamilton Aki's nil Annan 2 Willie Gibson on 50 minutes what it really does is just boosts Falkirk's chances Falkirk are miles in front and then Hamilton and Cover sort of bringing up the rest of the pack so the top two starting to get quite spread out Alloa 1 Stirling Albion nil. Taylor Stephen with the goal that's a league game as well uh, and nothing else to tell you about in the cup so far we will be Going to Ibrox not too soon. Uh, there's a VAR, which it's not obviously called, for a Scotland try in added time to win that match oh against France. Oh, right. So in football equivalent, that would be very exciting. It would be VAR, um, but rugby's own version. Having a look, hopefully. And you hear all the crossed. communication, won't you, in the stadium? That's, mm. that's what happens. It goes to plan, right? Whilst we let that drama sort itself out, let's do this, Hugh. I mm. like this a lot, I have to say. The second half teaser. With the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. For the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Tom Kearney and Ricky Foster I was managed by Brian Rice and Nigel Clough 
I was once nominated for PFA Player of the Year and I've scored in European competition. Who am I? Played alongside Tom Kearney and Ricky Forster, managed by Brian Rice and Nigel Clough. Once nominated for PFA Player of the Year and I've scored in European competition. Who am I? Tough but doable. That's my verdict on this one. Tough but doable. So let's see how you get on with that. At Clyde SSB, it is a race. Hurry up. Get in there before everyone else does. Give us a name and let's see how you fare. I do think the old Gordon DL jigsaw puzzle will work out for you. If you start piecing it all together, I can see it. I can see it coming together. I think... No, none of them are ever easy Because I think there's so much to consider But doable, certainly doable Even with your high standards You've not, not got that yet, no? No, I've not got it yet, no Okay But my jigsaw will be all started out outside the Yeah, outside Outside uh, and then work in the way And you eventually get the picture Were you a big jigsaw fan as a nah, youngster? Nah, I was hopeless It doesn't strike me something you would be into complete a jigsaw Concentration Most span Most frustrated thing in the world I just You I seem s- like a jigsaw doer, Mark Wilson. No, not really. I, no. I think I told you no long ago Leanne got his one with her face on it, which was a joy to do. Whose face? <laughs> I wear it as a picture, so you know you feel obliged to go ahead and do it. How do you get that? Get made up now. Mm-hmm. Now anything's possible. Seriously. Listen. Your big ball face on a <laughs> Hold on, it's a all, lovely picture. The, I hope my face is never on a picture. All the we to get the corners on. All the advancements <laughs> in modern technology, you find it hard to believe that you can get a picture put on a jigsaw of your choice. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, you I, get I it on a birthday know. cake. Get yourself down to your local Asda. Get oh, your I know face. You, I know you can do that. Put on the birthday cake. Imagine. I tell you what. You still with her? Imagine, <laughs> imagine. I'll tell you, any of my wife's walked in with that, they'd be right out the door. Uh, uh, she'll be listening. Afternoon, Leanne. <laughs> anyway, before we get anyone in any more Did trouble, let's get back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Oh, you'll have big plans this week, surely. Yeah. Who? What you, uh, bu- yeah, bu- Wednesday. Bucket load of cards due to arrive at the floor. I, I must admit. I, I, I hate to say that I used to send myself Valentine cards right That's entirely unsurprising yeah, yeah, did, yeah. Did, Would you find that unsurprising? But you yes Yeah just, <laughs> What age? Oh, I, I, way back, my, I was my daughter My daughter was about 13, 14 I thought I want to make her think Her dad's a real popular So I used to go and Honestly say, say, send back Send about three or four you know, and different writings and It <laughs> <laughs> was brilliant, I felt so important Why would your daughter care? Anyway, <sighs> this is a big one Goal Flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy 1-0 Hibs, a sigh of relief You can hear it all the way down the A9 Mile leader with the deflected shot And it is Inverness 0 Hibs 1, it was a nice burst at the edge of the box The shot looked over Ridgers, not much he could do about it uh, and maybe a managerial masterclass, Nick Montgomery making some changes at the break, and Hibs have their noses in front. He doesn't need a managerial masterclass, he just needs to get out of there, still in the competition. It can be the ugliest win yeah. ever. So that's a, a decent start to the second half for him. Oh, get VAR in the bin, no try, France win the game. There we are. Rubbish. Quel dommage, oh. quel dommage. An Sorry. injustice. What bad luck? We could have said in there, Hugh, Mark and I were both nodding. Le plume de batante est dans le jardin. Oh, you're fluent. Yeah. The pen of my aunt is in the garden. 
<laughs> Sorry. The what? Le Prune de Matante et dans les jardins. Scottish rugby fans are not happy. They're calling. They're calling. Uh, con, they're calling conspiracy. conspiracy. They're, they're I furious. Think so. they uh, were, they've demanded the audio, even though you could already mm, hear yeah. it. Uh, it's not we going, want more audio. It's not there must be audio well. behind how the do, audio. A French how do they brain this on? Will they call him? How to find out what school this referee went to? Notre Dame. A travesty, apparently. They're describing it as. Oh, it's not going down well. It's Can not you see it? Is Sacre it a... bleu. Can I see the incident? Yeah. No, I've absolutely no idea what's going on. But anyway. Yeah, okay. I just don't shoot the messenger, I'm just telling you. Anyway, France have won that one. So Scotland beating Wales last week, losing to France this week. And on we go. Oh, it's a robbery. Oh, God, Twitter's not happy. Oh, not a happy Scottish place. fans up manned. Oh, and the rest. Who knows what the rugby crowd will be up to this evening. Should I left 15 minutes in a game <laughs> when they get through all that nonsense? Uh, 11,000 11,500 inside Pataudry today and they're witnessing a fairly comfortable afternoon 2-0 up against Bonnie Rig Rose and a Bojan Miofsky double flying isn't he? Yeah but great for him uh, great for the club but as Dave uh, Galloway said prior to the game beginning they haven't won a match of late and just to have that winning feeling again about the place and uh, I look forward to well it's Hibs next week at Pataudry Aberdeen Hibs now there is the marker for Neil Warnock no messing about you've got to get a home win against Hibs and even though you know Mick Montgomery used to be one of your players at another club too bad if he suffers as a, a result of it too bad yeah I forgot about that Sheffield United mm-hmm. that's yeah. correct isn't it yeah. just I after he signed ju- your boy yeah, yeah, yeah but after he left Bury um, that'll be a good game next week but yeah. I tell you what good crowd like that at Bonnie Rig Rose Saturday cold up Aberdeen probably um, 11,000 very good crowd I indeed. reckon usually for league games it's about an hour and 15 minutes before kick off that we tend to get team news nowadays but there's nothing from Rangers yet so maybe maybe they're mixing it up in the cup maybe leaving it to the hour before I don't, however he mixes it up I think uh, Philippe Clement said during a press conference <laughs> this week that he had never won all the domestic trophies in the country in the same season uh, he had championship wins in Belgium but never a clean sweep and he wants one this season so I don't think he'll go messing about it'll be a team designed to take care of Air United there'll be a few changes Hugh surely does he have that many options? Mm, you just wonder um, you would find obviously Rangers and Leicester's a, a, a real miracle for yeah, you. Even, even the other night, you, you know, you, Dessers started the other night, but you go back to Fabio Silva. Yeah. You know, there's one, uh, remind me. He changed yep. the full front three from St. Mirren yeah, so to Cortez. You know, instead of Matoy. Diomande come in for a first start. Yeah. You would think so. You could, perfect you, opportunity. You Barisic and Yilmaz. So there, there could yeah. easily be a number of changes. Uh, Aberdeen subs, Barron, Duncan, and Sockler on for Clarkson. Morris and there will be no Scottish Cup hat-trick for Bojan Miofsky he'll have to settle for the double off he goes they're saving him for the hat-trick against Hibs next weekend no yeah. greater feeling You're scoring two goals and getting an early shift <laughs> you cannot beat that on a Saturday I used to love that you strike me as a guy it would be annoyed no nah, mate a I, I always got a hat-trick I usually got one but see if I scored and done my, my job and I got off early oh, brilliant 
Okay. You're one of those that says, Gaffer, can I go and get changed? Instead <laughs> of sitting day, in the dugout. All day long. I never sat and stuff. watched it. Go get a shower. Uh-huh. Where's Daz? Oh, I think he left half an hour. dedicated ago. to his craft, isn't he, this guy? Yeah, it's only a said. job, Gordon. It's a job. Well, you know what not, I mean? It's a privilege. It's a, it's, no, a, it's a job. It's a dream of thousands of children out there. You were living the dream. Oh, I've lived the dream. Ooh, I'm wondering if it's a bit <laughs> That look in your face Didn't he suggest It was a bit of football though? How are you faring On this teaser I'm thinking it's maybe On the easy side Yeah I think I've got I'm, I've, looking, I at think, the, I'm I, looking at the Attempts on Twitter Not everyone's got it But Can I get the clue One more time Hugh Because yeah, I'm, I'm not Too far away from this I have played alongside Tom Kearney And Ricky Foster I was managed by Brian Rice And Nigel Clough Right I was once nominated for PFA Player of the Year. I know who it is. And I've scored in European competition. No, who am I? Southside Strider thinks Billy McKinley. No. I know the Badger. No. Okay, keep your guesses coming at Clyde SSB. Gordon DL, show me your paper. Yes, it is. Well done. He's good at this, isn't he? He's very good. He's very good. I've I've now turned over a new. I I now don't even accuse him of cheating anymore. I don't believe him. There's the there's 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 pieces of the jigsaw. The Dazzler has made a believer out of me, and I, I don't doubt his abilities anymore. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. It's taken a long time to. He's done that to many a person. To, to turn these round. Halton Ackies have pulled one back in League One. Ackies won Annan two. Matthew Douglas own goal. Um, we that could, will finish up 3 2 for the Ackies. Oh, I think so. We'll come yeah. back on the cards. Did, was I reading that right? Is there 30 or 34 points between them? It will be something Annan like on that, 16 yeah. yeah Hamilton on 48 points Wow Ooh, Dylan Levitt's had a shot saved By Mark Ridgers So Hibbs trying to kill it off here What can Big Dunk and his Inverness team Come up with in the closing stages Try and get themselves back level Scored a nice goal Dylan Levitt Midweek Very against good, Celtic yeah. Yeah. yeah Good player you Surprised he didn't that. start today Yeah but he, you know he's got that In his locker mark But he's, has he been a victim of The, the, the two in midfield That Hibbs play And it, it doesn't This is Certainly suit the personnel they've got And him and uh, Joan Yule would be kind of victims of that I think Daz mentioned that the other week there When both of them were playing that You know maybe a lack of legs And being able to get about with a two in, in the middle of the park And, and Hibs play with just a two in there Remember it's wingers in each touchline So it's a big old space to cover And you need to have legs And I don't think he's that's part of his game But striking a ball or goal scoring opportunities Certainly the man you want the ball to fall away at the edge of the ball. I think that's why Hibbs looked a bit better against Celtic Because they put the extra Three, man in the middle yeah. of the park um, And allowed uh, Newell and Levitt to get on the ball And it worked for them at uh, certain parts of the game And obviously Levitt gets his goal Terrific goal I've got to say But uh, as a two I just don't think that works for Hibbs at all Anyway Dylan Levitt on And trying to make something happen Trying to secure the win I wonder if this one is secure now. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Partick Thistle 2, Livingston 0, Aidan Fitzpatrick with the low drive, Livy having a miserable season in the Scottish Premiership and it looks like they're about to be dumped out the cup as well. 30 minutes to save this cup tie. Partick Thistle 2, Livingston 0. They had been pushing for the equaliser but it's Thistle who score. Told you there are seasons about hard luck stories as well as bad form, uh, inconsistency, and uh, the all-round feeling that it's a season too far for them. Feel sorry for David Martindale and all concerned, but they don't come back from two down. They just don't. It's a, it's a horrible season they're having yeah, to do. Everything, yeah. everything 
Uh, it's just going wrong for him. I think Davy's staying away from mirrors because if he looked at it, he'd probably sack himself. Um, it's just it's one disaster after another, and on top of that, out of the Scottish Cup, unless there's a miracle comeback which nobody can see, you're looking at relegation on top of it. So it's but a there, poor there is, one. There is no excuse for that. You know, when David Martindale sat there in press conferences and said about his budget compared to other teams, and you know he was saying about Kilmarnock, the difference was the substitutions they brought on, and that's why they lost the game there. And that was we've not got enough money to compete here. And Wraith Rovers, Partick Thistle, you know, with the greatest respect, good fan base, you know, great history, but still, in terms of budgets, Thistle, right there and thereabouts, maybe even below Livingston, so. Shows how poor the product is on the pitch because it, it was that David Friel earlier on the season believed that this Livy squad still had enough in it to churn out some victories and they've no, got experienced players in there. Oh, it was was it? I thought he was the one that said they were gone. No, no, oh, he was. Right. He, he stuck he by them for a long right, time. Okay. But he's right to an extent. They've he got players who are, so he did. Who are so he experienced enough to perform better on the pitch. Ange is level against the Seagulls, Hugh, well, so your grandson will be torn on that one. What happens is he takes off the Brighton top and he puts on the one he wears when he's up here. Uh, and his cousins did the same because they're half Danish. When Scotland went out of the Euros, they took off their Scotland strips and put on Danish strips. Uh, in the Championship, Dunfermline nil, Queen's Park 1. Oh, Dunfermline having a result. battle time at home. Queen's Park taking the lead through Jack Turner. And that was, well, it's a scoreline. If that scoreline becomes a result, Queen's Park go above Dunfermline. Dunfermline goes second bottom. James McPake goes eight games without winning any. And the Dunfermline fans, led by Stephen Mill, say, what's happening here? Not good enough for Dunfermline. No. Uh, big club, good club, well-run club, but you cannot be losing games the way he's losing games. He's certainly under pressure. And I don't like managers... You know, us talking about oh they get the sack or whatever, but he's under. I mean, pressure. Morton went there last weekend and won five right. nil. Yeah, yeah, at home, five nil at East End Park. That that just should not happen. But well done to Callum Davidson, made an immediate impression on pa- Queens. Partick Thistle two nil up on Livy, able to make some changes. Graham and Lawless off for Adeloy and Diak uh, and Bruce Anderson's come on. For Dan Mackay for Livy as they try and scrap something out of that one 2-0 down at the moment well we do have the Rangers team we said will there be changes Andrew McLean has the answers yeah there is seven changes for Philip Clement heading into this game he's really mixing it up out go Yilmaz Lawrence Lundstrom McCausland Cantwell Matondo and Dessers in come Barisic Jack Raskin Wright Silva and also Oscar Cortez and Mohamed Diamande who both start for Rangers for the first time since joining in the January window so it'll be Jack Butland in goal the back four James Tavernier Connor Goldson John Suter and Borna Barisic the two holding midfielders Ryan Jack and Nico Raskin out wide Scott Wright and Oscar Cortez it'll be Mohamed Diamande in that number 10 role with Fabio Silva up top the substitutes McCrory Yelmaz Lundstrom Dessers Cantwell Matondo Davies King 
and McCausland. Scottish football always throws up good storylines. Plenty here today as well. Scott Brown, of course, relished playing against Rangers. He now brings his Air United side to Ibrox to try and cause a Scottish Cup upset. Of course, Ada McGeady, former Celtic winger, in the team as well. Former Rangers defender Stephen Whitaker, the assistant manager as well. Not sure it'll be the warmest of welcomes for a few of those. And safe to say, I think it'll be the same for Willie Collum as well. The club, of course, requesting following the last Old Firm game that he isn't involved in their matches going forward. Quickly declined by the SFA. Philip Clement making it quite clear yesterday he wasn't part of that process that led to the request and he wants to put it all in the past. But it is around an hour until kick-off. I'll get the Air United team to you when I get that as well. Well, we'll react to that in a second. Let me tell you about this, though. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Game on at Firhill. There's a Joel Nubley tap-in. It was a corner which shouldn't have been given. So Partick Thistle are not happy. I don't know if it makes anyone feel any better. Even with VAR, that wouldn't make a difference because the corner would still be the point at which the attacking phase of play begins. But anyway, it was a corner. Partick Thistle not happy. It comes in and eventually it's a Joel Nubley tap-in. Is there life left in that tie? Well, statistically speaking, of course there is. Uh, did Partick Thistle take Brian Graham off too early? Um, you know, Aidan Fitzpatrick got his goal and McEnroy got the other one, but they've taken Graham off perhaps prematurely. Life in it, of course there is. But if Thistle have a sense of grievance over the corner that shouldn't have been, then they have to nurse that grievance and use it to their advantage. Yeah, big test for Thistle now and how they hold out because I'm pretty sure Livy will throw everything they have at it. So that's going to be an interesting 25 minutes left in that one. Yeah, I think there's still life in that. Of course there are. Um, what a lift they should get from getting back into this cup tie. About five minutes ago, we were all putting them out and how disastrous their season uh, is going to be. Uh, could be a big turning point if they can get an equaliser, even take it to extra time. I hope okay, Roger what about, boot. Sorry, what about the... Rangers team then Wholesale changes I take it the headline Debut From the start Sorry Full debut for Cortez Cortez and Diomandi Yeah I'm not surprised It's a It's a perfect situation For them If you look at that Rangers team It's still a very strong side If you're Scott Brown And you're seeing The team sheet coming in You're looking thinking Yeah they've made seven Is it seven changes? Yeah But It's still a very Very strong side With you know, plenty of attacking options in there as well. They're at Ibrox. Should be a good crowd there for a cup tie. Um, I'm not surprised with it. I really am not surprised with it. Yeah, I think it's the perfect mix for Clement. The fixtures came along at a good time that he can, you know, give, you know, debuts to these guys. Um, but as is right, the spine of the team looks solid enough when you've got Raskin and Jack back in there in the back four, like you swap. Barisic for Yilmaz so that's fine as well and you've got Button so solid at the back um, and a few changes up so I don't think you'll have any problems no, If you have brought in Cortez and Diomandi to make a difference a material difference to the outcome of the Premiership title race then they must surely have the ability to make a material difference to a game against a team from the bottom half of the division beneath you um, on that simple logic I would say that he's picked the right team and shown that there is strength and depth for him in the closing weeks of the title race A very minor point but in the previous round against Dumbarton away Robbie McCrory played ah, I was just going to pick that and I just up. wonder you know, at home to air next round I sort of thought that maybe would st- still be 
the opportunity for him, but Jack Butlin's in. Yeah, I, that I was actually going to that point, Gordon. I'm surprised. So you that. and I are on the same wavelength. Yeah, Great. yeah, yeah. We're we're, we're putting we're over there. Um, well, it was spending that three and a half minutes in the chamber uh, together. I think he just bonded us. I missed you yesterday. I was back in. Um, that was a cryo chamber, by the way. Yeah. That we <laughs> went in. Yeah, I was thinking what sort of chamber during the week, in case anyone missed the midweek show. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half minutes when your cold's a long, long time. Let me tell so but back to Robbie McCrory. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, surp- I'm surprised. I thought he maybe have just, especially Ibrox, where I think that we'll all agree we, we expect Rangers to dominate most of the ball tonight. They've still got that defence of solidness of the back four. I know Barisic is in, but I like him. Uh, so yeah, a bit surprised they've kept well, Butland. You know, people have gone all week about Butland and Gareth Southgate and the the chance of coming in at the eleventh hour to the England squad for the Euros. And I think Jack Butland may have wanted to play. The rapport that he's built up with the Rangers supporters has been quite something to behold. Uh, apparently, he was leading the sing song at the end of the Aberdeen win midweek because he understood the significance of that result in terms of the title. Uh, so I think I, I've never liked the idea of mm. a cup goalie why should you have a cup goalie you have your best goalie in the same way you'd have your best right back or centre forward but, well, we, we've, getting... but we've covered this in the past I know you don't like it but given that teams do do it and given that Rangers did it in the previous round I think that's more where the story is isn't it Not maybe, yeah. like what's what's changed I mean, like Jack Butland England it's not going to be influenced by a, a, a no. home game against Ayr in the cup but the one thing we do know in a very short space of time about Philippe Clement he'll do exactly what he wants to do what he thinks is best and you know, there'll be no one to question anything no one inside Ibrooks, from the boardroom to the dressing room no one will question what Philippe Clement wants to do yeah, I, I agree with that, Hugh, but the, the argument against it is it wasn't like you're looking to throw in a young goalkeeper and experience. This guy's played against Celtic at Ibrox. So, and he's played in the last round. Look, I can totally understand why he's went with Butlin again. I don't think it's got anything to do with the, the England thing because is MD going to come up and watch uh, Butlin against Ayr this afternoon? I would very much doubt that. I don't think you're going to learn a lot. Um but the manager's decided, no, I'm putting my goalkeeper in there, number one. That's uh, it's him that picks a team in. But I keep going back to it's a very strong Rangers side. Yeah, Dunfermline, nil, Queen's Park, two, Dom Thomas. It's not looking good for the pars. No, uh, certainly not. Um, but Callum Davidson, what a difference he's made. Because yeah, that, that result would take him above Inverness as well. Same amount of games played. I don't the same points as Air United to be, you know, I don't know the goal difference situation but they can even go as high as 6th so for uh, for Callum Davidson the manager um, Don Thomas is the captain of the, the club uh, the turnaround has been swift and positive I think we're going to get an Air United team from Andrew McLean very soon as well just double check that he's got that information over and then we'll find out who Scott Brown has picked to play Going to be an interesting afternoon As we said It's not just about the cup But there is that Scott Brown Factor Aidan McGeady Willie Collum Back involved in Rangers games as well Andrew who's been given the nod By Scott Brown 
Yeah, I think it is only one change. There was all that talk about cup goalkeepers. It is the goalkeeper that's changed for Real United as well. Charlie Albinson, who normally plays for them, drops to the bench and Robbie Much comes in. So he will start in goal. The back four, Nick McAllister, Sean McGinty, George Stanger and Paddy Redding. A midfield four of Logan Chalmers and Jamie Murphy on either side. Ben Dempsey and Roy Silla, the two central midfielders. Mark McKenzie and Anton Dowds up top. The substitutes, Albinson, Sanders, McGeady, Tomlinson, Musonda, Willoughby, McHugh, Bryden and Guthrie. Go here. United have got a cup keeper in, but it's an interesting team chosen by Scott Brown. Is it, is it usual fair Gordon DL try and sit and protect and try and frustrate Rangers and sure hope they. that they miss some chances? Yeah, and and I think what he's got to get the message over to his players quite simple, and it's it's easy to say, but harder to do. When you get possession of the ball, try and keep it as long as you possibly can. Because if you keep giving away cheaply and just kicking up the park and invite Rangers on top of you, let me tell you, from experience, it's a long 90 minutes at Ibrox. So they've got to be brave, they've got to go out there, they've got to be disciplined, um, and hopefully they can get a, a little bit of luck, keep themselves in the game as long as they possibly can, but you can only see Rangers winning that comfortably. Yeah. Was that the advice he gave 8th yeah. April? <laughs> 2000 no, no. Keep, keep the ball as long as you can yeah yeah. be brave at 7-0 um, that was <laughs> no I was a hand in one no I, I went for all out attack that in all my years of management I think that was my only mistake your Ta- only mistake yeah, tactically oh here United fans get your messages well in. if you go and look at my record there and how successful I was um, but that was a big mistake I went toe to toe with Little Dick Advocat and I decided <laughs> I'm, I'm, as, I'm as good as you. God, you mentioned these. <laughs> and all of a sudden, ah, it just went wrong. Yeah. But into everyone's life, a little rain must fall. Correct. <laughs> Mercondes on for Mariah Welsh. Hibs would be looking to try and not leave anything to chance here. Yeah, try exactly. and get a bit more daylight between themselves and Inverness. Yeah, you don't want a 90th minute calamity and then extra time. Um, so, as I say, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You just have to get back down the road in the cup draw tomorrow night. Oh, Partick Thistle have hit the post. That was the chance oh. to put it out of reach there because Livy had been causing some problems with the set pieces since pulling it back to 2-1. And Kelly could maybe do with something else. Yeah, same, yeah. same scenario as Hibbs. They've made changes. It was a while ago now. Um, ten minutes ago, Van Veen came off, looked a bit rusty, according to Fraser Wisher. Maybe that's understandable. Um, but he went off with Watson to be replaced by Kyle Vassell and Liam Donnelly. How are you doing out there on this teaser, Hugh? Well, I have played alongside Tom Kearney and Ricky Forster. I was managed by Brian Rice and Nigel Clough. I was once nominated for a PFA Player of the Year award and I have scored in European competition. Who am I? Mm, the vast majority of you. Getting that right now, actually. Not got a whole long list of wrong answers to try and eliminate. Would you have got it without Gordon DL's help, Mark? No, I, I've got to be honest, I don't think I would have. I, I think, think that's I one of the easy that. ones. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I always tell you what way to go, but you don't listen to me. Give me one clue that you think is the real uh, selling point. The, the, the managers he played under. Yeah. I think that's the one that kills it. Okay, well, we will see. Right, no more goals to tell you about at the moment. We've given you Rangers and Air Team News. We said the next goal in that Hibs game could be crucial. Which way has it gone? Goal flashes with M and D Green Pharmacy.
It's gone the way of Hibs and it's Martin Boyle. He's come back from international duty, finds himself in the Highlands now. He's clean through, rounds Ridgers with a nice composed finish. And that is a loud sigh of relief from the Hibs fans from Nick Montgomery. Martin Boyle makes it 2-0 and that should be that. Oh yeah, yeah. They're in the draw tomorrow. They now have to hope that they avoid uh, Hearts. Um, because the way things have been going for Hibs, you don't want another caning from Hearts. Uh, so they've done well. There was a lot on their shoulders today. Uh, they were still feeling aggrieved by what happened against Celtic on Wednesday but they've handled it all well Oh, same scenario we said the next goal at the Kilmarnock's game would be vital what's happened here? Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy and it is the Premiership team again it's Dan Armstrong having a great season a left footed shot 14 yards out he's just on as a sub what a way to make an impact and with about 9 of the 90 to go it's Kilmarnock 2 Cove Rangers 0 and they will join Hibs I'm sure without doubt so you'll have Kilmarnock Hibs Morton for sure uh, Rangers will make it 4 uh, and Aberdeen Aberdeen mm. 5 Partick Thistle 6 don't want to upset any Partick Thistle fans But it would be quite nice to just send Roger Hanna to extra time Wouldn't oh, it? Brilliant. Extra time tonight, up late for tomorrow. the Super Bowl tomorrow And here on Monday He's got a full Tough shift weekend this weekend, Roger yeah. I've got to say can see him sitting there with a hat You know, with the, the beers man, right? in it, Just at Super Bowl <laughs> With yeah. the bowl and actuals uh, <laughs> The only person in the living room because uh, the rest of the families went to bed. Uh, he's, he's the, the straw coming the down, coming the down yeah, so he doesn't need to move. You know, yeah, he's one of those guys. He's got oh. his strip on. He he wears a, a strip. Would he go for a foam finger? <laughs> Imagine that. Think so? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a foam finger. <laughs> and squishing, squirting <laughs> cream in his mouth. You know, on cheese. Uh, uh, that's that's a jo- kind of John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> That's a minute. Big John Candy in the Hannah man. Sitting there. <laughs> oh, I don't think you'll like that. The jammy bones halfway down. Is that the guy from the Kenosha Kickers? Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the polka Pope king of the Midwest. Jammy bones to the area. I'm going to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I've told you I think I have told you this before and you just inspired me you know yeah. you and I share the same hometown and it is a wonderful place but yeah. it, 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 ha- it has oh, a this is great has a varied varied experience if you go into the town centre you sometimes see things you might not expect to see and I once saw two oh. gentlemen um Swaggering down the street together I've never told you this no. And they were walking uh, <laughs> Side by side Great swagger And one of them had a can of Squishy cream In his hand And he was just leaning back And going <laughs> In his own mouth And then his pal goes Here Can you use some of that And he just leans oh, over no. He just leans over <laughs> And his mate's mouth And they just carry on Walking down that's, the street oh, That's you, unique you know, you know what you would You would like Give somebody a, Like a sweet Or something like that Give me some of that And he squishes it Oh that's, that's, Yeah there's not a person uh, You know where I mean She's just next to Witherspoon Oh I know Listen if, if I ever feel down I go down Have a wee coffee And I just sit and I watch a characters people watch people Yeah watch. it's brilliant it's abs- But you never do The old squishy cream No No I've never, oh. I'm never I'm not squishy Seriously I, I will squish it If I'm making some you know, sort of oh. dessert I won't squish it into my mouth Oh I don't I was watching the telly the other night They were just a couple of, <laughs> couple of No way 
on my life. That's, that's honestly, you're disgusting. Behavior. Yeah, because I'm on obviously my calorie thing, so I took I take the ten cal jellies, right? Squishy cream. That's disgusting. But then once you're finished, you have to have a couple of squirts. That is disgusting. By the way, Colin, one of my mates who's good to see that they still listen to this nonsense. Colin has sent me a message. He was party to this. It was it was um it was nine o'clock in the morning. It does add to the detail. Disappointing myself. It was been a late night. Did you know? You, you told me a story about you had an episode with cream, but pouring cream that went went wrong. No, never mind. Right, hold on. Goal flashes. <laughs> With M&D Green Pharmacy <laughs> The Hanuman's in for a long weekend It's Joel Nibley oh, no! again It's a solo goal It's a high finish across Jamie Snedden Into the net And maybe Maybe there is still time for a winner But as things stand We would head to extra time Partick Thistle 2, Livingston 2 What a game Well fair play We had written them off totally And they have come back From a two goal deficit All credit to them And momentum with them and Partick Thistle aggrieved at the first goal shocked by the second goal at least 10 minutes left to play maybe the Hanuman will get out of there he, he does have a dinner reservation oh I knew it he's worried well just let him go I, d- d- Roger a bit of advice do what I've done at Livingston <laughs> plug oh, oh, <laughs> signals down Away, away, and I couldn't sit through an hour after. So, we've gone from discussing squishy cream on your part to destroying the machinery. Mm. I had to get out of here, I couldn't, I couldn't sit for an hour. He he does have a spectacular story about (laughs) pouring cream, but it's just not, it's not for (laughs) the show. I have a feeling it'd be unwise to (laughs) say anymore. Because, like, the story, we wouldn't be on on Monday because the story itself, (laughs) like. That is it, great. Would, it would work with squishy cream, but it's it, it's his decision to use pouring cream over squishy cream that just makes it mind blowing. But we will leave it there. There's been a nice change. I say a nice change because the Hibs are out of sight. Chris Cadden has come on, hasn't played since May last year, an Achilles injury. Remember, I think it was the last day of the season, just sort of playing out. Uh, it was it the Edinburgh Derby? Maybe not the last day, but yeah, right, right at the end of the season. Kind of 20 minutes of the season to go oh. strolling around Achilles me hasn't played since I'm sure there was some sort of story like he, he missed his own stag do in the summer or something like that as a result oh. of how bad the injury was so great to see him back um, in action there for Hibs Livy have got their tails up they're actually the ones pushing for a winner I can imagine because it very often goes that way when you've been in easy street and suddenly you're pegged back all the nerves are with you so that is what's the goal left probably about 10 minutes including stoppages well I think you might be right I think there might be a winner either way though. well at the end of the day I think David Mardale stand there thinking I'll take extra time all day long because what 20 minutes ago they were out the cup they're still firmly in it um, I I'd written them off at 2-0 but the minute that goes to 2-1 and it's a Premier League team no matter how bad mm. they are a little bit of nerves creeping right, what we'll do then let's leave room for late drama there Hugh Yep. The second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. I have played alongside Tom Kearney and Ricky Forster. I was managed by Brian Rice and Nigel Clough. I was once nominated for the PFA Player of the Year award 
And I've scored in European competition. I am David Templeton. David Templeton. Well done if you got that right. Chucky did. He was third fastest. Well done to you, Chucky. Scott McDougall in second place, but the winner, faster than everyone, was JC. Well done, JC. You know your stuff and you have the bragging rights whatever you're up to this weekend. The winner of the second half teaser. I like to think there is someone out there who would use that. Go to the pub tonight and be like, do you know who I am? Yeah. I won the second half teaser on Super Scoreboard this afternoon. You think people do that? I just think you might as well because you're. But there's bound to be. You guys are very popular. I actually didn't mention this on the show. Don't like to brag. Yeah. I mean, they they, they dished out the latest set of listening figures last week. Somehow this show is incredibly popular. So the chances are squishy cream. You would be surrounded by someone who would say, "I heard that. I heard it. Yeah. I heard you, JC." The biggest problem you've now got is you cannot go to the toilet because you know they're got to give you what for. Aren't they? Even for, for bragging about it. Ah, yeah, they're no, got. Oh. I disagree. I would. I'd be using that. Ah, what about him? What about him? <laughs> I think it's. Air the, aside, the, air the, aside. The, the, the mother will have a tourist board. A tourist board. Yeah, he leads it. He's the, he's I mean, the mayor. Yeah, I think, I think you've, you, you you've, you've done the most from Motherwell since Willie Pettigrew. Most damage to the Motherwell tourist board. I think he is like a like you know in the list of like sites to see like he would be one because yeah. he like moves around but if like see if you were ever just passing through and you just decided to stop off I think there's a good chance you, you would just going see to him, you would just see him just milling around just doing his stuff what he needs is you know one of the blue plaques when you go to London you yeah. see them on the houses mm-hmm. you know Gordon Dale lives here on your block of flats no, just by the wheelie bins if you want to meet me just come in as I say I visit Asda twice a day it'd be great though a, a blue plaque which says Gordon DL squished cream here mm. oh, I, I don't poor, think so poor cream remember <laughs> we said that Hamilton Ackies were 2-0 down at home to Annan and they have levelled in the 90th minute Jake Davidson Hamilton Ackies 2 Annan to the tension at Ferhill though I can sense it from here because Mark Wilson what are you doing there? Are you trying to win it? Are you holding on for extra time? Are you caught in between? Oh, I think with the sound at the way the game's going, I think if you're part of it, you're holding on for extra time just now. Because you've already taken Brian Graham and Stevie Lawless on, you've put on, was it Adeloy and Diak? So you've went with two big guys up front, you've maybe taken away a bit of your width as well, maybe. <gasps> oh no. We've got a late goal. Oh no. Goal flashes. With M&D Green Pharmacy But it's an Inverness Where Hibs have scored a third To round it all off Very comfortable Martin Boyle with the assist this time And Eli Yuan with the goal A tap in And there we are That's how you answer it before the, yeah. the, the, You all predicted Hibs to win To be fair But everyone was saying Could be close Could be yeah. nervy Inverness nil Hibs 3 Down the road Down the road In the draw Have a, a relaxing night What's left of it by the time you get back to Edinburgh and then as I say hope that you avoid hearts Morton we're first through second team through Aberdeen Dave Galloway full time Aberdeen 2 Bonnie Rig Rose 0 the League 2 visitors actually made the better start to this one but the hosts went ahead after 16 minutes Shaden Morris supplied Boyan Majowski to shoot through Paddy Martin's legs from a tight angle Bonnie Rig almost equalised soon after that though uh, Gray teed up Oza Dollar whose shot was cleared off the line by Nicky Devlin but it was 2-0 to the Dons after 25 minutes with um, a well worked goal later 
Leighton Clarkson's cross headed on by Dante Polvara and Majowski netted with a thumping volley that took a slight deflection Bonnie Rigg kept at it though and Oza Dollar sent a drive just past the right hand post all in all then an open first half and that continued after the break Boyan Majowski's free kick was deflected wide and at the other end Ross Gray had a pop from the edge of the box but Ross Dewan turned the ball behind both teams on the attack and play swung from end to end and Nicky Devlin's goal-bound effort was cleared over the bar by Neil Martinuk as the Dons went close to a third goal at the other end Dean Watson and Martinuk had shots saved by doing so job done by Neil Warnick's men in a decent Scottish Cup type Pittori the visitors worthy of plenty praise for making a decent game of it but it ended Aberdeen 2 Bonnie Regros nil. Aberdeen are safely through anywhere else nothing yet oh Jamie Steddens had to make a save from Bruce Anderson Livy could have nicked it there uh, right at the death it looks like we'll head to extra time Kilmarnock are through though Fraser yeah, they are. Come on up to Cove Rangers nil. To be honest, not a really great game to watch, but job done by Kelly. Never felt they were in danger, but they were far from their best today. Goal from Watkins and Armstrong, the difference in the end of the game. Really poor first 45 minutes. Cove doing their job and denying Kamarnock any chances. In fact, Cove could have taken the lead in eight minutes. Kelly couldn't clear a Yule cross with Will Dennis, the keeper, on the ground. Burrell, goal shot was headed off the line brilliantly by Fraser Murray. But in 44 minutes, came the much-needed opening goal for the home side. Very simple. Polworth with the cross into the box, headed down by Ndaba, and turned home by Marley Watkins, of course. We hope for better in the second half. It was a bit better, but not much. Kelly started the second half brighter than the first spell of pressure. Van Veen headed... And Murray crossed just wide. Kennedy tried his luck from 25 yards and it dipped over. In general, the game didn't improve. And as long as it stayed 1-0, you felt Cove were just in the game. A few breaks forward. Mitch Meggs to control, let him down in the box. with half a chance in Burrell had a shot from 16 yards. Brought really well by Finlay. And the experience Paul McGowan came on as Paul Hartley looked to get the equaliser. Momo, Momo Yang almost created that with a low cross into the box caused real problems he drove it into the six yard box it hit a few players that fell nicely into the hands of Dennis rather than the waiting Cove strikers really fortunate for Kelly but 81 minutes the game was over Kennedy got to the byline on the left his low cutback was dummied well by Fraser Murray and met sweetly by sub Dan Armstrong to score with his left foot from about 14 yards he was just on as a substitute Murray then had a glorious chance of his own one minute later he's through one and one on Suman but he blazed over the bar and then in the final seconds Kyle Vassell was clean through on the goalkeeper his dink hit Suman and the ball dribbled towards the line it looked like it was going to the back of the net the big Cove keeper got a hand to it to keep it clear but injured himself in the process I don't think Paul Hartley would be too unhappy his players did their job well but in the end Kelly it is in the quarter final draw tomorrow and the fans will be dreaming of a trip to Hamden at the end of the season full time at Rugby Park come on up to Cove Rangers nil no dramas no shocks the big teams so called all getting through today Morton knocked out Motherwell last night of course we don't know about the shock but there's certainly drama at Firhill five minutes added on remember Partick Thistle were 2-0 up Livingston are level it is 2 all, and we are heading rapidly towards extra time we'll keep an eye on that one but for the meantime Aberdeen Kilmarnock Hibs all through all taking care of business You professional jobs that's how they'll get yeah. referred to isn't it yeah exactly um, the important thing is to be in the draw fascinating potential draw you know you could win Edinburgh Derby uh, you could <laughs> you could win Glasgow Derby um but Celtic have a big afternoon ahead of them. Be interested to hear the callers tonight what they think about that Celtic game tomorrow in Paisley because 
it's a it, it's a cobbled together back four that Celtic will have. It's five to five, and we're still getting goals. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. But it's just a consolation for Inverness. Doran with a nice strike. It's Hibs still three one in front now. So a consolation. Nothing more than that for Inverness. They're heading out. Hibs are heading through. It is three one. In that one and not finished yet. We must be getting close. Roger Hanna's dinner reservations getting pushed back. Oh. It's going to get tense there. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you wouldn't want to lose a goal now. I think both sides will be quite happy to go to extra time. Uh, let's go full time at David Friel's game in Inverness. Yeah, full time, Gordon. Inverness 1, Hibs 3. Good second half. Really competitive job done for Hibs. They deserved to take a place in the quarterfinals. They were really good in that second half. Hibs made it a tough afternoon for about an hour, but Hibs quality told in the end. Maizan, Mayalida, Martin Boyle, Eli Yuan scored the goals. Aaron Dorn got late consolation for Inverness. And Nick Montgomery's players sent their fans home happy. They're singing to my left just now. Hibs had the best of the first half. Didn't really trouble Mark Ridgers at all. The second half was a totally different story. Eli Yuan, Devlin Levitt, they come on at a break and they sparked to really improve performance. Hibs laid siege to the Cali Thistle goal for a spell, really. Mayalida deflected shot. Gave them leading 55 minutes. Richards saved from Levy, saved from Yuan. Hibs chased that second goal. Martin Boyle, he was really, really good for Hibs. He also fired wide. Hibs were often, sorry, Inverness were often really little in attack, but Cammy Kerr from a tight angle did hit the bar with a header. At that stage, Hibs were maybe a bit worried, but in 79 minutes, Martin Boyle killed the game. Mor- Morgan Boyle's on as a sub. He totally misjudged David Marshall's long clearance. Boyle raced through, rounded Mark Ridgers, and slotted in. Boyle, he was everywhere, he then set up Eli Yuan for a third with a spin down the right and across a simple tap-in, there was also a boost for Hibs Chris Cadden returned from his first appearance since May, he was brought out for Achilles injury, great to see him back, that was a great day for Hibs there in tomorrow's job, but Inverness did get the final say, Aaron Dorn, the veteran Inverness player, curled a beauty past David Marshall but it finishes, Inverness 1, Hibs 3 Hibs safely through then, even though that late Aaron Dorn strike gave the Inverness fans something to smile about It's full time It's not done But the 90 minutes is over Roger Hanna It's not done yet Gordon But it's been a terrific Scottish Cup tie For Hill Partick Thistle 2 Livingston 2 Are heading to extra time And possibly penalties The Jags 2 up They took the lead After 27 minutes Ken McEnroy Smashing home From 30 yards No chance at all For goalkeeper Michael McGovern Livingston It was a dreadful First half They lost Scott Pittman And Sean Donnellan To injury They had a Teddy Yenge header Ruled out By referee Nick Walsh For a shove In the box Stephen Kelly Twice was denied First with a shot that struck Brian Graham and flew to safety and then a brilliant save and added time at the end of the first half by Jamie Sneddon they were undeterred, they started the second half brightly and pushed for an equaliser but then they were caught in the break for 2-0 after 61 minutes, Aidan Fitzpatrick cutting in from the left, a fierce shot it took a deflection and flew under goalkeeper McGovern, at that stage you wouldn't have given anything for a Livy comeback Thistle even took off Brian Graham and Stephen Lawless but then a lifeline in 66 minutes and controversy underpinning this one as well it was a corner given by referee Walsh it was never a corner it came off substitute Bruce Anderson last it should have been a Jags goal kick the corner came in though IA Obelai won the header it was blocked in the line but there was Joel Nubley to poke it home from point blank range for 2-1 Obelai almost equalised from the next corner knocking past it at the far post then on the break Thistle should have killed the game substitute Tommy Adeloy hitting the post and the ball rebounding past McGovern to safety 
but it was 2-2 on 82 minutes. Andrew Shinney passing the ball to Nubly, and then a lovely solo run and finish high past Nedden for 2-2. The Jags then took off goal scorers McEnroy and Fitzpatrick. That means they'll face an extra 30 minutes without their talented front four. It could go all the way to penalties, you know. Johnny, I'll be late. Keep the table for me, please. Would you be able to call it, Roger Hanna? Who's going to go on and win this? Um, Livingston have been better in the second half absolutely a lot better in the second half um, Joel Nubley has led the line terrifically well Teddy Yenge next to him looks a decent addition as well Gordon and I just wonder Thistle no Brian Graham no Lawless no Fitzpatrick no McEnroy for this last half hour I think the momentum is with the Premiership team Strange scheduling for us today it has to be said because we're now heading into extra time and maybe penalties at Firhill, of course, the Rangers kickoff is half past five, but the open line is still here. Give us a call, 0141-951-1025. Motherwell fans, how bad was last night? How do you look back on it? Has it ruined your weekend? Where did it go wrong? Is it unforgivable? Or will you move on and concentrate on the league? Today's football will mostly be about Aberdeen, I guess, and Kilmarnock and Hibs getting safely through. What about Glasgow's big two then? Rangers fans, you've got half an hour to preview the game. Do you think it'll be plain sailing tonight? You don't think Scott Brown's got a trick up his sleeve? Are you happy enough with the team that's been picked? Is that the team you would have gone for? And Celtic fans, are you worried about tomorrow? Or do you think all this stuff's over the top and it will be a straightforward afternoon? Let us know and we'll speak to you next. Yes, it's that time on a Saturday when you can have your say on whatever footballing issue tickles your fancy. It is a bit all over the place today because Rangers haven't kicked off yet and won't for another half an hour. Celtic, you play tomorrow. Motherwell was last night. Uh, and some big games at 3 o'clock as well But we're still here and you are a key part of this So please do join us on 0141 951 1025 Motherwell fans, I'd love to hear from you How bad was that? How disappointing? Where did it go wrong? Is that the type of result you get over quickly? Or is that one going to sting for a bit longer? Any Morton fans out there It would be nice to give you the praise that you deserve You were excellent on a great run of form as well Get the calls in If we work our way forward to today in this part of the world, the big drama is still to come because Partick Thistle and Livingston are into extra time, maybe penalties, so we'll keep an eye on that one. Rangers fans, seven changes today. What do you make of the team? Is that the team you would have picked? Do you see any issues at all? Or will Scott Brown's side be swept aside? Do let us know. Willie Collins, the ref, of course. I take it you'll all have no problem with that, as Philippe Clement pointed out. Maybe not, give us a call either way And Celtic fans, what about tomorrow? There's been a lot of negativity There's been a lot of criticism around Is it over the top? Or do you fear for tomorrow going to St Mirren? Let us know on 0141 951 1025 Let's get a reminder of those teams from Ibrox With Andrew McLean Yeah, as you mentioned Gordon Seven changes for Rangers coming into this one Out go Yilmaz, Lawrence, Lundstrom, McCausland Cantwell, Matondo and Dessers in Kambarasic, Jack, 
Raskin, Wright, Silva and Diamandi and Cortes for their first starts after joining in the January transfer window. So it's Jack Butland who continues in goal for the Ibrox side. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, John Suter and Borna Barisic. The two holding midfielders, Ryan Jack and Nicholas Raskin. The three in behind the striker, Scott Wright, Mohamed Diamandi and Oscar Cortes. It's Fabio Silva leading the line. The substitutes, McCrory, Yelmaz, Lundstrom, Dessers, Cantwell, Matondo, Davies, King and McCausland. As for Air United, just looking at Scott Brown at the moment, standing on the edge of his technical area, just watching his team warm up at the moment. Robbie Much starts in goal for them. The back four, Nick McAllister, Sean McGinty, George Stanger and Paddy Redding. The midfield four, Logan Chalmers, Ben Dempsey, Roy Silla and Jamie Murphy, Mark McKenzie and Anton Dowds are the front two for them. The substitutes, Albinson, Sanders, McGeady, Tomlinson, Musonda, Willoughby, McHugh, Bryden and Guthrie, as you said. The referee is Willie Collum. There is VAR for this game as well Andrew Dallas has those duties today Yes that's right this will be one of the few games remember if it's a televised game at a ground that already has VAR then it will be in play so it will be here uh, at Ibrox tonight maybe a first experience of VAR for many of these Rangers uh, many of these air players sorry Hugh um, we were on last night for anyone that missed it you, you were a big fan of Philippe Clement's response to yeah. Willie Collum being appointed to this game, weren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Clement was as dismayed as I was over Rangers' request that Willie Collum no longer handle Rangers matches. It was a ridiculous request. The day that teams are allowed to pick the referee is the day the game's finished. And Clement said, and I thought very cleverly, if I thought the referee wasn't neutral, I would immediately quit my job. The man has got a kind of sophistication about him, a way of looking at these matters, a way of saying that what happened in the last Rangers Celtic game is in the past and he doesn't intend to go through the rest of his life going on about it. Clement knows what to do and he is the, the father of the club, if I can put it that way. He's well in charge now. And he hasn't had 30 games yet as Rangers manager. So for me, he's got the brains for it. It is verging on impossible that there won't be some sort of Willie Collum mm. talking point tonight. Gordon just tends to be the way these things work. But um, are, you, are you pleased that he's back You know, refereeing a Rangers game yeah. so soon? Yeah, yeah, I agree with everything that Hugh just said there. Um, when the Rangers manager comes out and talks the way he was talking yesterday... I applaud that, Gordon. Um, I, I like what he says. I think he handles himself really well. He represents the club brilliantly. And what he said was right. And I'm delighted Willie Collins. Well, for anyone who hasn't heard it, this was when Philippe Clement was asked about the man in the middle returning. I'm happy, to be honest, because when there's, a, when there's one moment that I would think that the referee is not neutral, then I would directly quit my job. So uh, I'm happy that we can leave the past behind us then. Were you involved in the discussions? No. Would you have liked to have been involved in those discussions with others at the club ahead of that request being made? That's something for in the club and we've talked about it. Okay, so moving forward, if a similar situation was to arise, would you expect to be consulted before anything was, was done? That will happen in the future, yes. It was a clear handball, but I'm also not without faults. I make faults every day, probably. 
So I don't look at people and if they make a mistake, that, uh, yeah, that they are dead for life or something or whatever. No, this is a new game, new, new situation. So it's important to, and when we speak about history, not to live in the past. I think it's in life also really important not to live in the past. Well, spot on. Can't get fair on that from come on. And the guys are right. He represents Rangers in the correct way. Um, that's not always been the case, um, and particularly surrounding that situation. But it was quite interesting to hear Philip come on say that going forward he will be involved in things like that. And that's going back to what we said at the start of the show. He not only looks like a good coach and a good manager of the team on the pitch, but he looks like he's heading in the direction that he's going to be able to run the club. And I think Rangers needed a figurehead like that in the dugout with some authority. Looks like they've got their man now. And he's been having a nice wee chat with Scott Brown down in front of you, Andrew. Yeah, he has indeed. The two of them were just standing on the edge of the Air United technical area for a few minutes there, just having a, a bit of a chat. Of course, Scott Brown had said during the week he was asked about Rangers. Uh, had a wee quip where he said he's got a lot of love for Rangers. Philip Clement asked about Scott Brown yesterday, saying that he's got a lot of love for anyone that loves Rangers. So the two of them, who knows, maybe just talking about their mutual love for Rangers. But uh, yeah, we'll see if that love lasts the 90 minutes or even beyond of this game. You sure it wasn't, Philippe? I used to have a haircut like yours as well, and then I turned over a new leaf. That is true. He's quite different looking now from his from his playing days, isn't he? But maybe that is just the, the manager mode of, of Scott Brown now. Yeah, he's looking different, Mark Wilson. He'll be relishing this a one. A bit of length in that here. I've just seen him on TV there. A product in that. I've never seen that. Um, look, he will be he's a young manager who's just back in the country. And what a game to be pitched, isn't he? At Ibrox. I mean, young managers wait their full career to get an opportunity like this look it'll be difficult so I don't know how much he'll expect from his team today or how they will represent him he's been hugely successful at Ibrox in the past I just think it'll be a step too far for his his side this afternoon I think it could be a very interesting night for Scott Brown um, it goes either way does it you know if he can get out there and be proud of his team and they keep it tight and it's not a hammering but if you're Scott Brown Secretly inside, and and let's be honest, he'll be sitting there going, you know, I would walk out of here maybe a two or a three. I'd keep my head held high. Obviously, I don't expect much air tonight at Ibrook, especially with that Rangers side. But you could easily be on the other end of an embarrassing score if Rangers really hit the ground running. Here's what he had to say. Once they go in the park, uh, my voice is not going to be heard. You want to play against good teams. Rangers are a good team. Let's try and squeeze the game and try and get put you under pressure, they try to dictate the play and we've got to deal with that. We'll need a little bit of luck as well. We need to make sure you try and silence the crowd and as I say, Rangers are a good team, they've got some good quality players and we can't let them dictate to us for 90 minutes. Looking forward to it, 20 minutes to go, still no change into extra time between Partick Thistle and Livingston to all there. 01419511025, that's the number. John has dialed. What about tomorrow, John? Does that fill you with a bit of fear as a Celtic fan, or is the negativity a bit over the top? Oh no! Uh, first of all, sure, I'd like to congratulate you last week for a week, for once getting a, a prediction right about Celtic. You've willed it for the last twenty weeks for us to drop points. So well done, sure at last. Well done, here. Anyway, well done, Shug. Anyway, um, no, the more I, I, I said to the, the producer there, the more I, I think it'll be a hard game for Celtic, but a bit of pressure off for the league, obviously now. 
And uh, would you call it? I think the more that I would like, um, would you call it? Say sure I'd like you to play up front with Ida just to see how it goes. It's not as much a pressure situation. I know it's a knockout cup game, but I'd like to see them the more to try that and see how it goes. I wonder what who, who are you dropping then? How, how does it fit? Well, I, I would drop Ayer Abada. I think I think Abada was a, a bad game. No, I only didn't play for the start last night, but so I would one of the wingers uh, then. Uh, take your pick. <laughs> I mean, they've not been fighting. I agree with you for one thing. The wingers haven't been playing great recently, so I, I don't know. It's just take your pick. Yeah. Well, you I too, Mark. Does will we see? And Kyogo. Um, listen, I very much doubt it. I, I've got to be honest. It just means changing the full system, and we very, very rarely seen Brendan Rodgers do that. Change the system, take one of the wingers out. What do you do? Just leave that big hole there on on the right hand side if it is Kuhn. Um or do you push one of your midfielders? It's more likely to be do, one of the midfielders, do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you not think the biggest question is what one will we see? Will either start? Will either got to play again? Cause you two penalty kicks? Yeah, surely. Um, you know whether he goes back to Kyogo because let's let's be honest if Kyogo is playing the way to stop form he's a magnificent footballer but I like this lad I like to look at him I think there's goals in him but I'll keep going back to it I says on Thursday night Gordon if I looked at Celtic just now my concerns are wide areas I, ca- I cannot believe how negative they are in the wide areas and also and I said it and I don't think Celtic fans like hearing it but the captain, who's been absolutely brilliant for them, is way below form for me. One of the problems that Brendan Rodgers has with the Celtic support, and there have been many problems, is that they blame him for Kyogo not being the player that he was for two seasons under Ange Postacoglu. Uh, and the fact that he's only scored eight goals this season, and the, the Mayovskis of this world and Shanklins are leaving him behind. Um, I tend to agree with you Gordon I think that Adamida will start the game in Paisley because there is a belief among the fans in him it remains to be seen whether that is justified or not but I think Kyogo does not look like the same player I have no idea why I, how much it has to do with Postacoglu no longer being there has Brendan Rodgers changed anything the manager vehemently denies that he's changed anything about Kyogo but one of the main reasons why the title race is in the balance, hanging by a thread for Celtic, is that Kyogo, the goals have gone. Uh, you got high hopes for Adam Ida, John. What have you made of him? Because there was a lot of negativity when he signed. I don't, I don't know if it was personal. You just look at the fact that you know he wasn't pulling up trees at Norwich and it was loan deal and Celtic fans were maybe wanting a bit more. He got caught up in that. Now that he's here... You think he's maybe going to be a success? As, as Kenny Miller pointed out last night, I don't think it was so much negativity towards the boy. It was just the, the transfer. You know what I mean? The, the dealings in the transfer. I think it wasn't as much the boy. But what I've seen him, he looked good. And it is, I, think, I can't I think it was sure the other night he said as well. He, he stepped up to the plate. All right, it's two penalties, but it was a pressure situation, especially the second one. And he took the, he took the penalty well. So it's, what I've seen him so far, the, the wee cameo we got at Aberdeen last week, he seems all right. You know what I mean? But uh, as, as, see what Fraser Wishart said today as well, guys. I think we're going to we're due to go on a run, Celtic. So I mean, we've still got quality, but I think what Shoe was saying there as well about Kyogo. I think it's the final ball Shoe as well this season, and it, it, it seems to be a, a different system a wee bit. Not I mean, and he's not getting when he's get he's not getting the service he was getting last year or the year before for the wingers. The wingers have been terrible this season. That's about five or six we've tried. So I would actually even maybe 
as Denny spoke about last night as well, Forrest hasn't really done a look in this year and he's, he's tried and tested. So I'm going to be shouting for James Forrest tomorrow as well. At what point, Mark, do you need to give somebody a bit of a run at it? Because the wingers have chopped and changed and sometimes it's been availability issues. But, I mean, Nicholas Coons, he's only just here. Yeah. Um, James Forrest has not been, as John acknowledges, miles out of the picture. Just bring him back. Then what? I would, I would see that know. as a remarkable step back, and I mean that with the greatest respect to James Forrest. But if you're if you're going transfer window after transfer window and adding wingers to your side, yet reverting back to the thought of James Forrest being the best of the bunch, then I think you're in real trouble. Look, Kuhn, I, I initially thought it would be Abada. Abada has has impacted Celtic positively for the couple of years he's been here I think he's been remarkable now he's not always the best at beating players but his numbers his assists his goals uh, his goal contributions in one way or another it's been huge what John's talking about there the cutbacks Abada's runs in recent years has been there but there's no doubt when he's came back from this injury I mean the other night at Easter Road was it's one of the worst cameos I've, I've seen Kuhn looks like Listen, I really don't know what Kuhn's going to be because we hear reports that he's going to be he's electric and he can run by people. I've yet to see it. I've seen a wee glimpse at Pataudry, but Daz is right at Easter Road the other yeah, night. He looked way off it. You say a great point there, Gordon. He's only in the door, Kuhn. Um I think you've got to give him the, the opportunity to go out there and play. Me personally, looking at it just now, you've paid money for Kuhn. You've you've come out and stated he's the reason why he's a winger and he's in is because he's better than what you've got. So for me, you've got to play him and I'll be play Palmer. Right? That would be my two. Because I think my Maeda is a, a workhorse, no doubt, but sometimes just frustration lacks, lacks uh, that sort of a final touch or whatever it may be. I think it'd be great coming off the bench. Abada, to me, the other night there, it's just not one for a boy. He doesn't look happy. He doesn't... You know, he's been a, a long-term injury, of course, but I don't think he's ready to be in that pressure situation now because it's going to be a pressure tomorrow. St Men no fancy this. They're at home. Celtic, I'll go with there with a back four of probably what Ralston, will Welsh be fit, yep. Scales. Welsh is fit. Welsh, Scales, and obviously Burnaby. It's not your strongest back four you've ever seen, but you need the quality middle to front to go and win Maeda the game. Maeda played him. off the right, did not on the 3 0 game just uh, before the winter break. Scored the, the first he scored goal. the first goal. Yeah. I think he'll go with Maeda. Now, I don't know what that says about Kuhn. Maybe he will need time to adjust, but I think well, they, tomorrow's they game both is so important. The night, though. Yeah? Sorry. Yeah, but they left Palmer on the bench, yeah. So I think yeah. Kuhn and Maeda. Oh. So if, sorry, if it was Kuhn and Maeda, that's just the same as the other night. No, I think it'll be Maeda off the right and Palmer off the left. Do you think Palmer, who didn't start the other night, did enough when he came on to show that he should no, start the no, game? No, no, I, I don't think he did. Um, I think he showed in flashes at Pataudry. Um, he did, but that's, that's, yeah, that's the question. That, that is Palmer, flashes at the minute. And he's got the numbers to suggest he has been a good signing, but hugely frustrating. But well, I think we all agree that the problem is for Celtic in the wide areas in creating... And once you sort that out, I think Kyogo then in turn sorts himself out and the goals will come after but that. But would you not ask yourself a question then, Gordon? If if you go and you bring in a winger that you don't need, right, for numbers, let's say numbers, and spend so much money on him, it's not to let him settle in for the starting. 
it's to make an impact now because you've spent a lot of money. So this is a massive game tomorrow because if Brendan Rodgers loses us, as much as they're top of the league, if he loses us, he comes in for unbelievable criticism. So you've got to bring in the players, play them. I think I, I can take Mark's point of view. I won't be surprised, but I would go Coon and Palma. I think that's the best bet. You think Celtic go through tomorrow, John? I think they will. I, I think it's Fraser Bishop said today, and I think we're, we're due to have a bit of run of forum. I know. I mean, we have been terrible recently, but it's, uh, and uh, look, fair play, Rangers have kicked back. I'd like a back in here, although we let them in. But uh, I think we will. I think it'll be three, two one or three one. And I'd like to say something now as well, by the way. See this guy, come on. I'll give this guy his due. I think he's the best figurehead Rangers have had since Walter Smith. And that's, that's giving him a big compliment. He seems a nice guy. But I like Van Bronckford too. He's a nice guy. But I think Clement is quite a nice guy. That boy, man, the way he conducts himself, especially when it came to the, the referee situation that he spoke about there, you know what I mean? That he'll deal with himself yeah. the next time, which was a uh, fair play to the boy, you know what I mean? I think you're a nice guy, John. Thanks for joining us. We'll take more calls and kick off at Ibrooks is next. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Not far away from kickoff at all at Ibrooks. The phone lines are open. You can give us a call. You can let us know whether you are looking back on last night's football, today's football, previewing tomorrow. We're here for you. It's just a bit of a crazy schedule, unfortunately, with the way TV works in cup weekends. Rangers and Air six minutes away from kickoff and still poised at two all. Are we heading to penalties at Partick Thistle against Livy? Sounds like it. Yep, well, I, I did have a thought that that would go the full way um, Thistle fans will be nervy Because I, I think it's a different feeling When you've came through 2-0 down to 2 each You'll take anything, you'll even take penalty kicks to get through But if you've been 2 up And you think you're sailing through It's a different feeling taking that penalty a bit, uh, Yeah, a bit exciting For hell, for thrills, that's what they say You just wonder uh, If you're a manager, you're looking at your bench The substitutions you've made that you're taking off probably some of your best penalty mm. kick takers. That's a big worry. We can't be too far away. Let me see. It was half time mm. in that extra time. Roger's still there. But nine was he just left? No, he's left. He's, he's on his start. He's there. So, yeah, it's ticking along nicely, heading towards the most dramatic conclusion, which is always penalties. So, we'll keep an eye on it. Of course, we'll get kickoff to come at Ibrox, and we do have phone calls to get to as well. So, blame the Scottish Cup. Um, he says Was I supposed to stay Roger Hanna But he's there He's <laughs> pulling your leg I'm sure he'll be there uh, Right Let's go back To Ibrooks. Just get a flavour Of the build up Andrew I know these games Not on season tickets And so on And on the telly So a reduced crowd I would imagine But still a big payday For air Yeah there is a Reduced crowd But it is still a good turnout In terms of the home side Plenty of Rangers fans here And I think there's around 1,700 air supporters as well. Rangers quite often giving lower league sides a bigger allocation if they're coming here in the Scottish Cup because it is a big away day for them. So the corner far over to my left, full of Air United supporters. Some of them will have belief that their side can come here and cause an upset. Some of them will just be hoping to make the most of what will be a good away day for them. None of the players and staff of Rangers will say this out loud but this competition of course is part of a potential domestic treble that Rangers can still achieve this season that's why it is a strong lineup 
for Rangers and for Philip Clement, despite making seven changes. But they do have quite a deep squad with players coming back from injury and a couple of January signings as well. But you look at Air United, surely they will be fired up under Scott Brown. He has plenty of big, big memories and results of uh, his time as a player at Ibrox. He's got the experience, he's got the know-how. It's just how he can pass that on to his team going into a big game for them today. I'll run you through the teams again, as I said, seven changes for Rangers. Yilmaz, Lawrence, Lundstrom, McCausland, Cantwell, Matondo and Dessos all dropping out. Barisic, Jack, Raskin, Wright and Silva all coming in, as do Mohamed Diamandi and Oscar Cortez for their first Rangers starts. Probably a perfect scenario really for those two to come in and show the Ibrox crowd what they're capable of. Philip Clement hoping they'll be good long-term investments for Rangers but with the club fighting on all fronts still this season they'll be hoping that they can make a good contribution in the second half of this campaign. So they are in from the start. Jack Butland in goal for them. The back four, James Tavernier, Connor Golson, John Suter and Borna Barisic. Ryan Jack and Nicholas Raskin, the two holding midfielders, Scott Wright, Mohamed Diamandi and Oscar Cortez in behind Fabio Silva. The substitutes, McCrory, Yilmaz, Lundstrom, Dessos, Cantwell, Matondo, Davies, King and McCausland, the 11 selected by Scott Brown. Robbie Much in goal, the back four, Nick McAllister, Sean McGinty, George Stanger and Paddy Redding. The midfield four, Logan Chalmers, Ben Dempsey, Roy Silla and Jamie Murphy, the two up top, Mark McKenzie and Anton Dows. The substitutes, Albinson, Sanders, McGeady, Tomlinson, Misonda, Willoughby, McHugh, Bryden and Guthrie. The referee for this one, of course, is Willie Collum. Just a few weeks after Rangers requested that he isn't involved in their matches going forward. The SFA quickly turning down that request. He won't be the most popular man inside Ibrox, I think that's fair to say, but Philip Clement wants that all put in the past and as we mentioned earlier on there will be VAR in use for this game Andrew Dallas the man operating that from Clydesdale House looking forward to it looking forward to it a lot it's only about a minute and a half away if things go to plan (coughs) James Tavernier is in the tunnel he'll lead Rangers out as he so often does even cup games against lower league opposition no rest for the Rangers captain Gordon yeah incredible incredible servant and you know what he's given Rangers we always see here in this show Every game, he never, and touch wood, he never ever gets injured, the lad, he plays in every game, just loves playing for a club, he's been absolutely brilliant, great leader for me as a captain, I think he leads by example, and uh, he'll be looking forward to getting the rest of the lads and getting his uh, team into the next round of the Scottish Cup. Philippe Clement is in the dugout chatting to his coaching team, which of course includes a friend of the show, Alex Ray, who spent many Saturdays in here with you guys. Did I, you I miss him so much I mean someone who had to pass my house To get to his house I mean, That's it, some cheek he, Wilson takes you yeah, home every Saturday I, I, I have to go 25 minutes out of my way To get you home <laughs> Dinner, that's, My that's dinner's the, always the cold thanks, when I get the back the thanks you get I know Did I you know. see the picture of him and Philippe Clement this week? Yeah yeah, I no. actually witnessed it live in person at Rangers training. Have you not seen it? I've not seen it. So Philippe Clement goes up behind him, grabs him in a sort of bear hug, and lifts him up. Now, obviously, they've got the same haircut. Yeah. So the internet, as it does, social media never misses a trick very quickly with the Dr. <laughs> Evil on <laughs> Mini Me, where he's got him in the. Has he got him in a papoose or is he just yeah. picking him up? Oh, that's good. That is good I'll it. need to yeah, see this It is very good But anyway Alex part of that coaching team All of those Intelligent Inspirational words Spoken by Philippe Clement About Willie Collum And things that happened In the past Will any second now Be totally oh. forgotten about When Willie Collum Leads these teams out To a cacophony of booing For Willie Collum 
Are you wonder if you're Wally, you're just saying to Scott Brown, you go first. Yeah, on you go. Yeah, you go first, we'll come out. <laughs> oh, there's McGeady as well. Actually, you go in front of me. The two years out, you go there. Go on. Uh, but look, once the whistle goes, I'm sure the fans are concentrating on the football. And it's a bit of excitement because of what's there. You know, Scott Brown and, you know, the times he's been there with Celtic as the captain and the enjoyment he's had and I'm sure Rangers fans will be delighted to put one over on him this afternoon and you forget Stephen Whitaker, he's assistant manager played very well for Rangers Is so that enough to take the heat off Scott Brown? No, no absolutely no. not absolutely not I don't think Ali McCoy standing next to Scott Brown no. could take the heat R- off of Red Adair Red Adair couldn't take the heat off <laughs> Scott Brown at the moment <laughs> He's pictures on Scott Brown shaking everybody in there. I thought he was going to do a lot. I think he was even shaking the ball boy's hand yeah. there at one point, Scott Brown. Trying to make friends before the game yeah. kicks off, I'm sure. But there we go. We're about to get underway in that one. Go on then, you three. You've had a. I think it's been an easy day for you so far. What about the predictions for this one? Rangers 3, air nil. Okay, simple. Mark Wilson. 5 nil Rangers. 5. <laughs> Some way to talk about his idol, his hero, Bruni, yeah. his best pal. Ah, but he knows Bruni's not listening. I'll go in between then, I'll go for a four. Not even a goal, no sniff of a goal. No. Quiet evening for Jack. I, I, think, I think if you look at Rangers back four, the goalkeeper as well, very solid indeed. No, I don't, like, if I was Scott Brown, it was three, two, three, I would take that. Because it could be a long afternoon. What does anyone honestly expect? Really yeah, and truly They're in the bottom half Of the championship What does anyone expect Of course they go to the Ibrooks And lose It's quite straightforward Jamie Murphy of course Back Playing at Ibrooks Had a Promising start at Rangers That knee injury At Rugby Park Remember that right, Never really yeah. seemed to Recover thereafter The camera zooms in On the man in the middle Willie Collum He picks up the ball I can just imagine The noise around Oh yeah uh, As he does that I thought there was Some sort of issue With the match ball there And I thought That's just That's typical That's the last Mm. thing he needs Is some sort of drama But I think he was just Returning the coin uh, And it will be Air He'll take that On his stride Gordon Uh, I know Willie very well He's a very experienced man Very well now do you Well I'll take very out then I know him well uh, he's an experienced referee He's managed all over the, the, the world So so you don't think that'll be bothering him just now? Nah, I no. think he'll take that with a pinch of salt Nonsense He's a showman Even he the best it. players in the world When they go into a game or an environment They know it's going to be hostile Get nervous Referees cannot be different for top players It's different because he's not kicking the ball He's just making decisions That like he's worse Drew yeah. Sanderson in the 120th minute Saved by Jamie Snedden oh. Nearly Nearly, nearly Snatched away From Party Crystal Right at the death It looks like it will be Oh and there has There's been a winner Right at the death 120 plus On the clock Who's got it? Goal flashes With M&D Green Pharmacy Is Livingston Is after added time They were 2-0 down They pulled it back to 2-all They took it to extra time We are in added time At the end of the 120 minutes Teti Yenge A flying header Cross from the right Heartbreak for Partick Thistle And Livingston have won it Heartbreak as you say But Joy unconfined for Davy Martindale and those Libby players. They are nailed to the floor of uh, the Premiership table. They haven't won a league game since October. 
Uh, that is somebody's result of the weekend on Monday night in this programme. Oscar Cortez hits the outside of the post, jinx in looking for his first Rangers goal. Uh, got a good hold of it. It was a very good effort. Wrapped his foot round it off the outside of the post and away. What a result that's going to be. I'm a, I can't imagine there's time for Thistle to do anything. Huge, huge finish to that one, Gordon. Yeah, massive. And look, as much as I'm gutted for Pardick Thistle and obviously Mark works with them, but uh, David Martindale need, needed that today. 2-0 down. He's probably sitting there going, here's another ruined weekend. We're out of the Scottish Cup. We're going to get relegated. Everything's going wrong. And all of a sudden, that goal from Newbley has just turned it around for him. Completely different vibes now. The one thing I'll say about Partey, a little bit of Achilles here. That's twice in big moments when they've had, for instance, up at Ross County, they had promotion in their hand. They let it slip. Today, they've got the quarterfinal. Full time, Roger Hanna. Partick Thistle 2, Livingston 3, Livy are into the last eight of the Scottish Cup after an incredible fight back at Fernhill this afternoon. They look dead and buried, they fell behind in 27 minutes. Ken McEnroy smacking one home from 30 yards. They then lost both Scott Pittman and Sean Donnellan to injury. They had a goal disallowed and Teddy Yenge header was ruled out by referee Nick Walsh. They then fell 2-0 down after 61 minutes. Aidan Fitzpatrick's field shot taking a deflection and flying under goalkeeper Michael McGovern. It looked as if it was going to be too big a mountain to climb for the Premiership's bottom club, but they were transformed after that. Joel Nubli got it back to 2-1 in 66 minutes with a tap-in from after Ayo Obelai's header at a corner had been stopped on the line. It was a controversial corner, the ball clearly hitting Bruce Anderson last before it went behind. It should have been a goal kick to Thistle. But then Livingston kept coming back. Tommy Adeloy actually hit the post for Thistle. But there was Levy, 2-2 in 82 minutes. A pass from Andy Shinney. A great run and finish by Nubli to send the game into extra time. And it was all Livingston in extra time. Jimmy Snedden pulling off saves from Stephen Kelly, Teddy Yenge, and in the 120th minute from Bruce Anderson. He also had a penalty claim waved away when Jason Holdshot clearly struck Harry Milne on the hand it looked as if it was going all the way to penalty kicks but then after the 120th minute a ball in from the right a flying header by Teddy Yenge it went past Sneddon and crept inside the far post he was off and running shut off a booking for his celebrations he will not care Livingston have got only their second win in four months they're in the hat tomorrow Partick Thistle 2 Livingston 3 what was the reaction like from the Partick Thistle fans around you Roger? The Partick Thistle fans absolutely furious. They're going back to the pivotal decision. 66 minutes, the corner given when the ball clearly came off Bruce Anderson. It was 2-0 at that stage. Thistle looked to be coasting so much so that Chris Dolan actually took off Stephen Lawless and Brian Graham at 2-0. I think he probably thought the tie was in the back. It most certainly wasn't. The corner came in. Thistle couldn't deal with it. Nubly gave Livy a lifeline. And my goodness, they've grabbed that lifeline. They're into the quarterfinals. Wow, what a finish Roger Hanna I'm looking forward to hearing the thoughts Of David Martindale in particular And Chris Doolan after that Whether we squeeze them in before the end of tonight or not Is another matter um, But what can you say, Scottish Cup drama We've probably lacked a bit of real drama uh, Over today It's been straightforward for the Premiership teams But that certainly qualifies As the romance of the Cup Coming down Back from 2-0 down, winning 3-2 in the 120th minute. Well done, Livy. Commiserations, Partick Thistle. Any Thistle fans out there? Maybe you're getting in the car here. What are you blaming there? The corner that should never have been awarded? Or maybe a couple of premature substitutions 
uh, from your team 01419511055 minutes gone at Ibrooks Gordon what can you tell us um yeah i think they have settled into the game quite well um there's that sort of a half chance if you want to call it cortez in the left hand side cuts in nice effort but it was always going outside of the post um, Rangers will just be um, you know, probing away here trying to get the first goal I think the first goal is so important and it's a case of can Ayr keep just you know they'll go through segments of this game 10, 15, 20 minutes and then they'll look at the half hour but you would imagine Rangers will be creating chances they're starting to use the width of Ibrox and start to stretch their players and get balls into the box a bit of quality and get that opening goal yeah, the half hour mark will seem like a a while away yet oh. I'd imagine one half. Uh, I mean, they probably will still <laughs> be looking at the clock at the minute, but just in three minutes, they're trying to take their time over everything. But Rangers really lively. Another shot there from Cortez. So, yeah, Rangers have started quickly. He looks like he started well. Yeah. He looks really lively. I've quite liked to look at him since I've, since he's came to Ibrox. Well, dear Mandy linking up with him there, the yeah. other new signing. Yeah, so it'll be interesting for these guys just to bed themselves like in. Like somebody who shoots on sight. Yeah. You know, <coughs> When the raffle, we don't buy a ticket. Actually, very little difference from talking about the gap or whatever between the top flight and the championship. This kind of just looks like the Livy game last week in the league was there, and it was a very much one-way traffic. I don't actually know if Jack Butland touched the ball with his hands at any point during that ninety minutes, and that was a Premiership tie. Um, so maybe this will be something similar. Fabio Silva with some neat footwork, but not able to make. Full headway, so it just comes back and it's real patient possession from Rangers. Right, we'll keep you up to speed on this. We'll look back on today's action. Any Partick Thistle fans you must be getting in the car now? How bad was that? How bad is that end to the game? A way to exit the cup? 01419511025. Celtic fans, all confident for tomorrow or fearing the worst? Somewhere in between? Let us know. After they play... You have your say. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. We have it a goal at Ibrooks, and unsurprisingly, if you've seen the first 10 minutes, it goes to the home side. Maybe not a predictable goal scorer. It is Borna Barisic. Lots and lots of Rangers pressure so far down the left. Air had the chance to clear it, they couldn't quite manage it. Fell to Barisic at the edge of the box. Maybe was there a slight nick? It certainly went through a ruck. And it's in the bottom corner And Rangers lead by a goal to nil And the long night for Ayr just got longer Yeah um, It's not the start that Scott Brown would be looking for But all credit to Rangers They have, they've dominated the 10 minutes Gordon, they've hit the outside of the pose Down this left hand side They look a real threat They're going to cause so many problems And I'll tell you what Great finish from Barisic Good strike um, And Rangers are now back on the front foot They're looking to probably have this game to bed, this cup tie to bed by half time. Cortez involved again though, Mark. He's been lively. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, looks decent. Only you know, early stages of this game. People say, Oh well, it's against there. But I think you can see when the player takes a ball and the way they move it, how quick they are and sharp and not afraid to take a shot. So early stages he looks he looks to be a player who will look to go and impact the game as early as possible. Looks a decent one. But good finish, got to say for Barisic here because I didn't expect him, if I'm honest, to take that on first time. Um, poor defend from here, but fair play to Barisic. Took it, took a slight nick. It was actually more than a slight nick in the end, just with the way the ball's travelling. But anyway, Hugh, it's been coming. Yeah, the game is what it was always going to be. It's a training exercise for Rangers. Um, Jack Butland's back in that situation where you wonder if he'll actually touch the ball. 
Uh, and Barisic, you know, I, I think he showed good invention there. I'll just take a snapshot at it, and uh, he's got his reward. Paul is on the phone. What do you think about tomorrow, Paul? Is there fear attached to that type of draw? It's clearly not an easy draw, or will Celtic deal with it comfortably? Hey, well, before I do that, hey, Gordon, I've got a foolproof way. If, if uh, Hughes hanging his hat on uh, Philip Clement winning the league for Rangers, I've got a foolproof way for, for Celtic to win it. Um, we just bring back, he said, if there was any referees that weren't uh, pulling their weight, he would he would resign. So if you bring back Jim McCluskey, Mike McCurry and Bobby Madden, then that, this job done. Uh, maybe, maybe Paul is a theory. Um, <laughs> anyway, reverse psychology. Uh, so, uh, you there, yeah? Yeah, I yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so j- just a theory that I've been sort of doing a little bit of research on about third seasons with play, with teams that play intensity, and I think the the guys that Mar- Marcello Bielsa was a kind of he was a godfather. He played this way, like, which is now we know as Angeball, but. Klopp's teams have had a, had a, a dip. Uh, Mourinho's teams were famous for it. Um, and Celtic are now into their third season. There, there just seems to be something wrong with Callum McGregor, even Matt O'Reilly. Um, they just seem short on energy, actual physical energy. I don't, I don't, don't know if you can pin that on Brendan Rodgers as such. They, they just seem to be um, running on empty at the moment. And, and I don't just mean Callum McGregor. I just think the whole team looks that it's not capable of playing at the same intensity as they were in the previous two seasons. And as I say, there is previous for this uh, with, with teams at a higher level. I think you're overthinking this, Paul, if you don't mind me saying so. Uh, it may be the opposite, no? Is that like a really simple explanation in that sometimes, well, frustratingly, football's a, a cycle that we, just kind of comes to an end? Yeah, but we could we tr- start off, Paul, with uh, bad transfers, bad signings, could we throw in the eight-point lead that Celtic had at one stage in the season? Uh, there has been a combination here of inefficiency in terms of bringing in new players. Uh, I wouldn't say complacency because Celtic were eight points clear, but they did have that lead and they have thrown it away. And they have thrown it away on the back of things like losing to Hearts at Celtic Park, losing to Kilmarnock, uh, making life very difficult for themselves in other places uh, I will cut them some slack and say there have been tremendous injury problems along the way however the season up to this point has been misadventure by Celtic they had an 8 point lead Paul and they've thrown it away um, well the, I mean the, the, you talk about the transfer I think this transfer window has been a success in the sense that both both the players have scored. The the boy Edius came in and made an instant impact, um, and Kuhn gets his goal, albeit it didn't look great uh, in the game against Hibs. So you know they're, they're, they're literally in the door. And again, I don't think Brendan Rodgers had anything to do with signings like like Yang in, in the summer. So I think again he needs to get another transfer window. Uh, but there just seems with well, Hatati's injuries, McGregor looks you know really. And why wouldn't he? I think he's played more minutes than any player on the planet. Um, and and just even Joe Hart, maybe just getting killed. I mean, he was he was a great shot stopping against Hibs, but maybe getting off his line and you know playing the ball out for the back, all that kind of thing. Um, 
So it's just, it's just a theory. Just, just think that I don't, I don't think they lack application. If the, if the chances go in, um, if, if, if Palmer takes his chances in the first half against Aberdeen, it's a different story. It's all, all margin. Where I would agree with, with you, and I can't believe I'm actually saying this, is if they sign Mayovsky or Shankland, um, then that that is job done in terms of get you know getting a striker. Um, but either could be the answer. Uh, without having to part with any money, in which case it'd be a great transfer window. Yeah, you know, we debate new signings, but you've declared this transfer window in January a success on the back of uh, Adam Ida scoring two penalty kicks and. Uh, no, no, his overall his overall performance in terms of offering something different. Yeah, but he hasn't even he hasn't even had a game and a half yet. If I if I had exactly, said this exactly, and, and you you know you want to judge it as, as a bad transfer window, but you you've just that. called it a good transfer window on the back of less than a game and a half. No, I said I, I said the start that they made would would say would, you would, said would, it, would, it amounted to a successful transfer window. That's what you said. Well, well, well it would look that way with the start to the, the two players have made on less than a game and a half. Well, they've scored three goals and they've all came for the players that, that, that came in. And, it's, and the it's, early, it's, early, it's early both ways, clearly, so you're both kind of right, but we've seen very little of Kuhn so far, surely, Paul, to, to have that optimistic outlook. No, no, I, I agree, but I mean, another point I just thought of there is Brendan Rodgers should be congratulated for showing bravery and putting him straight in and dropping Kyogo, who's, you know, the fan's favourite and, you know, all of that. So, you know, he's, he's came in, he's made, he's made great decisions... Are, are, are he's, he's been decisive as a leader and made decisions, and and, and then dropped two points at Pataudry. Yeah, but, but and they still won the game against Hibs. So you know, it's, it's, he's still he's still vindicated, given the fact that he brings Ralston on, he wins the tackle, uh, brings Kyogo on, he wins the penalty, and Ida solves the penalty taking issue by scoring two mm. in the one game. We can't keep going on about the transfer window forever. But that said, even if Aramida comes and scores some goals. What well, are we that simple that the, that means that that was a good transfer window? Surely there's more to it. The, Celtic didn't sign a left back. Celtic should have signed mm. a left back. So even if Adamida does really well, there were still issues that remained not addressed in the, the January window. It's not we can't be that fickle. Where if he goes and scores a couple next month, oh well, it was a good window then. It must be more than that. Yeah, hundred percent. Um... Look, I think if if Celtic win the league, I think Celtic fans will go. Well, it's been a, a very good transfer window. They went on. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I just but, don't think it has to be that no, simple. You but, can have a bad window and win the league. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think Celtic. If you look back at it, the supporters and everything, I do. Not, and Brendan Rodgers as well. I don't think Celtic have had a good transfer window. But where I I'm I'm listening to Paul about his theory. I don't know about his theory whether it's the three-year cycle or whatever it may be, the one thing that they've got to do is, and it's got to start tomorrow because it's difficult at Paisley, especially where the back four is going to be, especially, and he quite rightly mentions Callum McGregor, he's well below par, the wingers were so negative for me on Wednesday, but they still grinded out the result. I like Ida up front, I think he will score goals for Celtic, but they need to find something very quickly, or if they keep playing the way they're playing, they won't keep grinding out the results. Yeah, uh, listen, I, I agree with Dazier, but the three-year cycle, who's ever really going to know that or be able to prove that? You know, other yeah. than the Celtic sports scientists who have all the data collected. You know, sometimes players have bad games, 
have bad runs. Callum McGregor has went in an incredibly long run of games we're very for short, country. We're very short term here as well, aren't we? It was yeah. five league games ago. Five league games ago, people said, what a lesson Callum McGregor just gave to Todd Cantwell. Couldn't get near him, 100%. ran the game. Five league games ago. 100%. And listen, that's the way both fan bases are, though. They are very judgmental very quickly. And the I, Celtic fans are right to criticise at the minute because they're not playing well at all. But how quickly can that change? But I think Paul is representative of the supporter who is stunned by what's taking place at Celtic now. And as you rightly point out, five games ago, all was well. Uh, they're stunned and the league is now hanging in the balance. And I think the three-year cycle is somebody overthinking it to a ridiculous degree. But actually... It's something out no, but, no, I, like I, I don't think you can prove it But I think it's the opposite I think it's still the opposite if actually, It's actually simplifying it Because people want that silver bullet People go That's because he's using Kyogo differently That's what it is Or it's the transfers When kind of sometimes Football teams who've been good Just stop being good And it just kind of peters out yeah. a little bit I think there are cycles sometimes In football that you have to Acknowledge whether that, that's what's happening Or not Well We'll have to wait and see. Finishing thoughts on the Rangers game so far, Gordon? Just got to blame the scheduling. We'll need to make way yeah, for the Yeah, yeah, uh, and well done to her. They've dug in deep after losing that early goal uh, to Barisic, but you can imagine it's all Rangers' possession. The games get played in the air's half. I think it's just a case of how many is after uh, well tonight. Hibs, uh, Hibs. Air have at least got up the pitch well, a couple of times. Dowd's had a good Mark. opportunity there. He had Suter 1v1. Got to say, John Suter, very good uh, defending and just thwarts a chance. But I think I'm with Daz with us. Rangers look lively. They look up for it. I think Cortez on the left-hand side has started very well. Continues to, to play well in 20-odd minutes in. And I'm afraid I'm with Daz in this one. It'll be how many for Rangers? You've had it easy. Most of the favourites winning today, albeit well done to... Livy for coming back in the way that they did tomorrow who goes through Celtic or St Mirren I, I wouldn't want to categorically state either I think it's really in the balance that game I don't think you could pick a winner right now Celtic will go through um, I've been worried about Celtic in the cup tie I'm going to maybe go for underdog I'll go St Man. Wow okay leave it there then we'll find out it should be a lively Monday either way make sure you join us from 6 o'clock thanks for listening the GBX is up next